the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's been called the Father's Amen to the Son's It Is Finished. We have a marvelous study ahead of us today as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Here on Truth For Today, join us. It changes everything. It's a game changer. It's a life changer. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, had he died for our sins and stayed in the grave, then our sins wouldn't have been paid for. But the fact that God was satisfied with the payment of his death on the cross voluntarily gives us the resurrection which we celebrate with great enthusiasm and eager zeal. Join us. The resurrection of Christ changes everything. Here's Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. The Greek view of death was you just matter, you drop in a grave, there's no afterlife. They viewed the body as a prison to the soul. If you go east, many eastern religions, incarnation. If you go to China, worship ancestors. No necessarily promise that you in a body will abide with God forever. Just maybe at the most a floating reincarnating spirit. And God forbid if you come back like some of your relatives. Um, I mean that's not much hope. There was one inscription on a tomb that went this way. Pause my friend as you walk by. As you are now. So once was I. As I am now, so you will be. Prepare my friend to follow me. A gentleman came and he observed that inscription. And he became a bit troubled by it. And without permission, he wrote two more lines. And this is what he wrote. To follow you is not my intent. Until I know which way you went. Don't just follow anybody in the graveyard. Where did they go? Where did they go? Let us say something about the resurrection of Christ. He assumes everything he's going to tell them. That if this is true, since we believe Christ died and rose again, then we offer you all this hope. And so, uh, Jesus said he would rise again. Uh, I looked it up. I was going to track it down. And I found it in John 2, Matthew 20, 19, 8, 31, 9, 31, 10, 34, Luke 18, 33, 24, 7, Matthew 17, 9, Mark 9, 9, Matthew 26, 32. I said, oh, forget it. He said it. I quit. I gave up. There's so many times I said, I will rise again. You will kill me. You will bury me. But in three days, I will rise again. He's either a lunatic, a liar, or Lord. 
And everything rests on whether the tomb is empty in three days. We can prove him to be a liar within three days. He said, you kill me, I rise in three days. Liar, 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 said the Sadducees who didn't believe in resurrection. Pharisees said he's a blasphemer, a phony, a false messiah. Liar, liar, lunatic. He's out of his mind. Three days later, he's been missing ever since. And for 40 days, for 40 days, he went around. He ate with his disciples. He let Thomas put his hand in his wounds. Uh, He walked with them. He walked with the men on the Emmaus Road. Uh, What's amazing in history, uh, the, the disciples who were all cowards, all died a martyr's death after his resurrection. All except John the Apostle. What changed them? A liar, a lunatic, or one who must be God and walked out of the tomb and left it empty. I will die for a living Christ. The signal fires of the upper room were not lit by a dead Christ, but by a living Christ. And an astounding thing in the historical record, God's boldness to stoop and use women. In the Jewish court, a woman's testimony was not permitted. Because you can't trust a woman. That's just what they said. Now, don't be heckling me. I want to get out of here alive. I'm married. I got three daughters. I'm persecuted. Uh, Let's see. No, you cannot permit a woman in court. Her testimony is invalid. You know what God did? He made all the first witnesses of the resurrection women. He went right, right, right against. That's what God did for you women. He said the Redeemer will come from a woman. And matter of fact, he won't even need a man's help. Just God and a woman brought a Redeemer. That's a pretty high compliment. Sorry, man, you're out on that. You can't beat that. Try it. Go ahead. You chauvinist. You can't beat that. She's the one that got us in this mess. She told Adam to eat. But God said, I'm going to do something. I'm going to show grace. You're the one that introduced the fall to your husband. But I'm going to introduce the cure through you. One's coming called Messiah. That will pay the price for what you just did. What a compliment. And then when Christ is raised from the dead, Mary Magdalene will be there. Other women met there. They run back and tell the disciples. They say, oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then Peter and John get in a foot race and they run there. And Peter runs in. And sure enough, the tomb is empty. And the linen cloth he was wrapped in was folded up neatly. And then some Jesus decided he'd fold it up, leave it for the guest. I don't need it. I don't need it. So you see, all over the New Testament, it says, Christ died, he rose again. It's not good news if he stays in the tomb. And Paul goes on to tell us, if Christ did not die, we're still in our sins. If Christ did not die and rise again, we are liars and we are false teachers. We need to repent. 
Quit preaching because you're a liar. You're still in your sins if Christ did not rise again. But he did rise again, and why? Romans 1.4 says that God might show him to be the Son of God. He rose again because Romans 4.25 says he was delivered up on account of our trespasses, but he was raised again on account of our justification. My justification is sealed at his tomb. I'm right with God based upon an empty tomb. This is Christianity. This is gospel. You have no gospel without a living Christ. You just got a dead lifeguard that can't save anybody. You put all the images you want of the world's greatest lifeguard. I don't care who he used to work the pool. Who's alive now? Yeah, our greatest lifeguard died in 2011. We've never replaced him. So good luck. I get no comfort in a dead lifeguard. When I'm drowning, I want someone alive. And Christ is alive. Now, what are the implications of this? The implications, he just starts developing. He unpackages. So then, let me tell you what your future as a believer in Christ looks like. You want to know what it's going to look like? Please say, just go ahead, just kind of. I pay some people to just nod their head. No, come on. Now watch. This is your future. If you believe Jesus Christ died for your sins, rose again, and you believe it. He said, we believe this. This is our future. I don't want to tell you what your future is without Christ. It's bleak. It's long. It's black. But here it is. If you believe in Christ. Watch now. Follow me in your Bible. Verse 15. You got a Bible? You follow me? Okay, watch this. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. God told me to say this. That we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. What do you mean the coming of the Lord? Christ kept telling his followers, If I go away, I will come again for you. And I'll welcome you to myself. And I'll take you this time to be with me forever in a place I'm preparing for you. So I will come back. I will. When? I'm not going to tell you. Why? None of your business. Acts 1. It's not for you to know. The times are the seasons. The Father has put in the Son's heart to come back. Just know I'm coming back. You know, Douglas MacArthur told the Philippines, I'll come back. He just didn't know when. Well, Jesus knows when. He just hadn't told us. So he's coming again. Uh, It's out there. Now watch. And when he comes, the dead, we who are alive when he comes back, we may be a generation that's alive when he, but if that's true, we will not proceed or go ahead of those who have fallen asleep. Okay, here are the folks that have died in Christ. Christ comes. I'm alive right now. So you would think, I get a head start. Come on, I'm alive. Hey, some of them been dead 2,000 years. I don't want to be next to a corpse. He said, no, 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 no. He said, you, the living, when I come, will not go ahead of those who've already died. Well, what are you going to do? Watch what he says. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a whisper. 
Do you think the Lord could shout? He simply said to Lazarus, come forth, and he comes out of the grave. When the Creator shouts, every mountain could be moved in the earth. I don't know how loud it's going to be. It's going to be loud enough that every dead person in Jesus is going to hear it. That's pretty loud. With the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Oh, they will rise first. What do you mean? Well, we buried them at sea. Uh, we, I mean, 2,000-year-old corpses, skin worms have eaten them. They've turned to dust. Where the body, there can't be a future for the body unless you control all the atoms of the universe. And God will command every atom to come together that makes up a body and glorify it. And he will come and he will shout. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Over 2,000 years of people have died in Christ. I think Abraham gets resurrected later, but I'm going to go there now. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. And the word caught up here, when, when the uh, Latin Vulgate was translated, they just took this Greek word and translated rapture, to be caught up, to be caught away. The Greek word was harpazo. And the Latin went to rapture. So we believe people will be raptured. Now, you may not agree with when we think it happens, but if you want the right view, see me. But they are going to be raptured. They are going to be caught up. Boom. And, and just think, this is going to be something. If all of a sudden I was caught up, I can't imagine if my grandmothers, my parents, my two brothers, and my sister, we all rode up together. But just can you imagine you going up through the air and if God would allow you to see everybody being raptured at one time all around over 2,000 years of saints. And none of them look old. Going to have a glorified body. No pills. No canes. Well, I saw Bob today. No wheelchair. Spencer fighting terrible back. All of his adult life. All that will be discarded. And in a moment, out of pain. In a moment, no more death. No more blood in your body. The spirit will take over the blood and become the animating principle. Worms no longer in the body. Bacteria no longer in the body. In one moment, instantaneous moment, both the dead in Christ whose bodies sleep shall be awakened. They'll be raised up on an elevator, as it were. Get me up on the same level of the living. All right, together you guys are going up. All because... God said, if I could raise a dead man one time, I can raise millions of dead men in the future. And that's what he's going to do. This is glorious. This will make you happy. If you think about it. Uh, I have friends dying. See, this doesn't immune us from funerals. This doesn't immune us from sorrows. It's just as hard for Christians on the human emotion side to bury a wife, 
a child, a mother, a father. On the emotional side, maybe as those that don't know Christ, except, here's the thing. He says, I want you to stop grieving like the, the pagans around you. Uh, they have a hopeless sorrow. They, they, uh, they're wailing. They're going on. Uh, in America, you, you have a wake. Or you say, there's got to be plenty of booze. I can't get through it. You think Jack Daniels can get you over burying your wife? Is that the best America's got? There's no harder assignment in life than to bury people that you love. And if you haven't, you haven't lived long enough, you will. You will. I never thought I could bury my dad. But I did. Far too soon. Far too soon. But I had hope when we put him in the ground. I've got hope today. I'll see him again. We had Barney Iot with us, a missionary to New Guinea. Outstanding missionary. Worked with New Tribes uh, Ministry. And it was moving as he described what uh, burial rites uh, and how to deal with the dead happened in New Guinea, where the tribe he worked with, they were close to the equator. And Barney described the story that when a man uh, died uh, in New Guinea, what they would do, they would put him in the middle of a field, they would put him up on poles, build something to hold his body there. And for a week, uh, they would have warriors on both sides of the corpse that would be in the middle of a field. And for a week, they would shoot arrows over it, shoot arrows to keep demonic spirits away from the corpse. And they would do that. I don't know if they did it at, at night, for they were very terrified of night and demonic spirits. And so they would do this every day for a week and wail. On the final day in the equatorial sun the corpse was ripe no embalming fluid the skin worms and the maggots were throughout and a warrior would go and plunge his hand into the corpse and take a piece of the heart and eat it to keep the demonic spirits away from their loved one for eternity when William Carey went to India 1700s he tried to eliminate burning the wife every time a man died because they'd build their fires to bury, burn the corpse, but the wife always had to die. She could be a young wife, but she must be thrown on the fire. You must die. In Africa, they always kill in many tribes. They kill the woman. If a man dies before the woman, they assume she poisoned him. So they always kill the widow. Maybe that's where black widow came from. They kill her. Didn't do anything. She just has to die. But what did he say? He commanded us in verse 18. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Stop being ignorant. Stop grieving like those who have a hopeless grief. Years ago, we had a young man in this church, Matt Fernandez, 
went to Fairfield, uh, took his little wife, Robin. Robin was angelic to me. She was just such an innocent girl. Used to ride her bike down to Holy Ghost Hall when she was in about the ninth grade to go to Bible studies. Matt fell in love with her. He's crazy about her. Dad would let him marry. She was, he was older than hers by somewhat, and he just kept holding off. Finally, they got to get married, and uh, they were a delightful couple. Just, you saw innocence, sweetness. I think they had one child, and then Ruth is going to be born. So their second child is uh, being born at Vallejo Kaiser. I get a call from one of the Fernandes family. Come. Uh, Robin is fighting for her life. I think at that time they'd gone through one or two cold blues. It was close. That she had uh, opened up to give childbirth. And then the baby contracted. Toxema set in. Infection. And they never could get on top of it. It just, just kept taking over her body. I got there. The big family were all in the room waiting. They were in between a cold blue trying to bring her back. Finally, I believe it was the second or third cold blue went off and the doctor finally came and told the family, told Matt, we lost her. She's gone. About 27, maybe. Young. But we saved the baby, Ruth. Little baby Ruth. So Matt's there. One day, He's left with two children, loses this girl that he married that he waited for a long time. And he said, Pastor, do me a favor. And I said, what is it, Matthew? Brothers and sisters, mom were there. He said, read to me 1 Thessalonians 4. So I, I started reading. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren. And I read it. And as soon as I get through, he said, but read it again, Pastor. So, okay, I read it again. It's either the third or fourth time I finally said, Matthew, how many times do you want me to read this? Why do you want me to keep reading it? He said, because I'm brokenhearted. I'm going home without my wife. I'm overwhelmed. But he said, comfort one another with these words, and I'm waiting for the words to comfort me. I'm waiting for them to sink in. I want to say to you, I don't know how many loved ones you're going to bury this year or if we bury you. Believers have clung to the promise here that if I die, my body will only go to sleep to be resurrected. If I die, it will not keep me from seeing the Lord when he comes. For he's going to speak to death, loosen your hold, let him up out of the grave. And someday with Job in my body, I shall see my Redeemer and not another. I will see him with my eyes and not another. I shall see Christ. Death is not the end. It was Moody who said, told his children when he was dying in his last moments. He said, tomorrow the Chicago Tribune is going to say, Moody, dead. And he told his son, Will, don't you believe it, Will? For tomorrow I shall be more alive than I've ever been in my life. For I shall be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. I say to you, if you put your faith in a Christ who died for you, 
You've got a future guaranteed by his promise. And you've got a medicine for a heart in all of your earthly sorrows. Every funeral you don't want to go to. Every weeping spell that there seems to be hopeless. As long as there's Jesus, there's always hope. And we offer you Jesus today. If you came here without hope, if you came here gripped by death, I used to be afraid of dying, and I needed to be, for I wasn't prepared to die. You'll never be prepared to live until you're prepared to die. And so today, us brothers will wait for you. We're not a high-pressure church about getting you up front, because we only the Spirit of God can make you want to come, can only make you want Christ. But we will be here. We are spirit-filled midwives. We sometimes help out on the delivery. We try to give you a word when the Spirit of God is drawing you. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And that website, once again, truthfortodayradio.org. It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.